Welcome, welcome, lovelies. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Show podcast. This is the podcast where your host, yours truly, helps you to navigate how to live your most authentic and unapologetic life. As a recovering people pleaser myself, I'm learning how to unpack what it means to live unapologetically. And in doing so, I want to create safe spaces for others who are on the same journey. So let's go ahead and dive in, shall we? All right. So the past couple of weeks have been um, challenging for me personally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, I've had a lot of great things happening, but I've also had a lot of questions about my own worth. Um, I feel like, especially as a millennial, this is something that is very common for us to feel. Um, And gosh, no, especially as a millennial woman, no less, that makes things even more challenging. So I don't know. Um, I've been reading a lot the past couple of weeks just on, um, you know, what it means to what your self-worth actually means. Um, and this past week, you know, I had a visitor and it was fantastic, but it definitely kicked up some old teenage insecurities about my body and my home and my finances. And it really had me questioning myself. Right. So, I feel like that's something that um, today I really want to dive into because worth is, it's one of those things that really ties into um, how we live our lives and it impacts whether we feel our most authentic selves and how comfortable we feel expressing that and how safe we feel. So um, I don't know, a definition that I recently came across on worth from very well-minded uh very, I'm sorry, Very Well Mind, which is a psychological publication. Um, and it, it basically highlights how the uh, American Psychological Association defines self-worth as your value, your evaluation of yourself as a capable and valuable human being, being deserving of consideration and respect. It is an internal sense of being worthy of love. So I'm sure that resonates for a lot of you. It's it's really challenging sometimes to feel like you're worthy of love unless you have accomplished certain things or you are at a certain place in your life. And that's so challenging for all of us. Um, I'll drop the links, by the way, for this episode into my description so that you're able to uh, go to these websites and um, get a little bit more information. But for me personally, over the past, I don't know, 31 years of my life, my entire existence, I've defined my own worth very differently, just depending on where I was in my life. So Um, Historically, it's been tied to my finances, my relationships, my body, my weight, my health, my accomplishments, you know, the list goes on and on. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have also felt that way. So I guess, especially as I've gotten older and um, really kind of gone back through like my own um, self, going through my self-healing journey, I'm really trying to unlearn what uh, my worth is and what it isn't. So I really want to help all of you to be able to do the same thing because it is hard. So, um, you know, I've worked in public relations for the last almost a decade. And I know that this is something that I've seen a lot over the years. And I think this is just a part of corporate America 
is that so many millennials and Gen Zs, we've been taught to really conflate our worth with career advancement and our finances. And I remember when I was around 25 years old, I really kind of went through that quarter life crisis of like, what am I doing? Where am I going in my life? Am I doing the right thing? Um, and your twenties and thirties are so weird as you all know, like, you know, you see so many different friends and uh, family members who are around the same age, just going through so many different things. So I know for me personally, um, you know, in my twenties, I saw a lot of people that I went to college with start to get married and have families. And I also saw other friends who were traveling the world and doing incredible things. And it's hard not to take that on internally and to not feel like you're not doing enough. Um, and social media doesn't help as we all know, social media is a killer of joy in so many different respects. But, um, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. It's powerful. I love social media, but I also understand that there are so many negative side effects of it. And that's one of them is we just get so much information about so many people and we only see their highlight reels. We're not really seeing the full story. So it makes things a little bit harder for all of us to really digest and navigate, especially when we're going through our own self-healing journeys. So, you know, like it it took me a long time to really come out of that. And um, especially as somebody who is considered plus size, who's a little bit curvier, who's dark skin, who, you know, I have a, a lot of different marginalizations against me. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of other people do too. Uh, and especially like being a woman in corporate America, I've felt so, I've been so hard on myself over the years about what it means to feel worthy. And I've had to redefine that in recent years and especially like just redefining success as a whole. Um, And so this is something that I think is really prevalent for uh, female identified queer or people of uh, color in the workplace or just in the world. Um, We're really just kind of given the short end of the stick and told that we're not enough. And that causes a lot of imposter syndrome. And um, I found this really interesting stat on KPMG's website recently. Um, It basically was saying that, you know, 74% of executive women believe that their male counterparts don't experience feelings of self-doubt the same way that female leaders do. Um, And it's saying that 85% believe imposter syndrome is commonly experienced by women in corporate America. So it's really hard when, you know, those numbers are stacked against you. And this is women in general. This doesn't even have breakdown by like, people who are queer identified or people of color. So that adds an extra layer of challenge to how we view ourselves, right? So I don't know. I think that something um, I've been really just working through like in therapy and just as I meditate, as I journal, as I really just kind of um, think through my own existence and my space in the world, I've been really trying to unlearn what it means to be... um, successful and trying to learn how to not conflate my success or my uh, just accomplishments with my own self-worth. So for myself personally, something I've been doing a lot to unlearn what it means to um, like what I consider to be my worth, I'm really just 
really looking into like meditation and journaling. Um, I'm not the best at journaling if I'm being totally honest with you. I've tried. Sometimes I'll just open my notes app on my iPhone and I will just type some random stuff in there. Um, and I do a lot of therapy. I mean, I see my therapist once a week and I strongly recommend everybody to have a therapist. I think that that has been so incredible for me as I've kind of come into my own and learned how to help my own mental health challenges and overcome just barriers that we experience in the world as existing people. Um, and that's really helped me to redefine what it means to exist and how I feel about myself. Um, and it's not an overnight process, right? Like it's something that is a constant uphill battle. So I know for me, I've had to really just constantly analyze like am I conflating this with my worth? So um, something I've been doing a lot, especially like in recent, maybe like the last like two months, I've really been looking into like plus size influencers on Instagram and trying to follow more people who are um, black women and who look a little bit more like me. Um, and that's been really helpful because you know, sometimes like you're in the world of like the Hailey Biebers and the Kylie Jenners. And while they're beautiful and worthy in their own ways, sometimes if you don't look like them, it makes you feel like you are not like them and that you are not good enough. And I think kind of expanding my reach and really looking into people who come from similar walks of life as me, who may have um, similar experiences as I do, who may look a little bit more like me. I think that in influencing, or I'm sorry, as in um, looking into people who uh, do influencing, who have more similar tendencies and traits as me, has helped me to see, have a little bit more representation in my social media feed and has really helped me to feel a little bit better about myself. And it's helped me to, it's helped to reinforce that, you know, not everybody has to fit into this cookie cutter mold and that we are all worthy and um, just very deserving of love and uh, affection and attention. Because at the end of the day, that's all we want as people, right? Like, I think that's a basic human need is that we all want to just be loved and we want to be cared for. So I don't know, I'm going to read you this quote and I need to pull up my notes on this, but, um, I love, I really have a couple of people on Instagram that I love following specifically because they, um, kind of reiterate that, uh, message of self-worth and, it's helped me a lot to come up in the world. So um, one of my favorite um, people on Instagram, Elaine Welteroth, and you all may know her. She is um, she is a best-selling author. You know, she was a former Teen Vogue editor-in-chief, um, and she's just fantastic and just an all-around wonderful person. I love her content and everything that she does, but um, I recently was looking at one of her tweets and she had posted, no matter how your last chapter ended, you get to be the author of your next chapter and the hero of your own story. And that really resonated with me because it helped me to remember that, you know, despite how I may feel or how I have historically felt about myself and my worth, at the end of the day, 
I am the creator of my own story and I am the protagonist of my own story. And this is something that, um, you know, I don't need to have everybody else's validation and external sources to complicate how I feel about myself. Um, so shout out to Elaine for that. That really was just such a powerful message for me. And um, definitely you should check her out on Instagram and on Twitter if you haven't yet. She's fantastic. Um, another person who I really love to follow and who I've looked a lot to just in general for um, things about social justice or self-worth, um, Caitlin Blooney, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, she is the creator of Liberal Jane, which is a um, Instagram account where she creates these beautiful, beautiful artworks. Um, just uh, most of them are about like bodily autonomy and um, self love and self healing. And um, definitely like you should check her out. A lot of them are very, her art is very like queer inclusive and POC inclusive. So um, she's a fantastic artist, but she had something that popped up on my feed earlier this week. And it was saying something along the lines of like, health is not an indicator of your worth. Um, and weight is not an indicator of your health. And I love that so much for a couple of reasons, because, uh, <laughs> I apologize for any background sounds, by the way, I live in a very busy area and there was a very loud car just drove by. Um, but yeah, so Caitlin, um, I think the artwork showed up in my feed and she just, it really resonated with me because as somebody, again, like I said, I, I historically have felt a lot of, um, I felt a lot of um, unworthiness because of my weight and because of my skin color and because of um, my mental health for so many, so many years of my life. And I think that it's incredible to remember that, you know, all of this stuff is really arbitrary and the standards of beauty are really, for a lack of a better word, fucked up. So it's not exactly how the world actually is. And it's not fair that people have to feel so beholden to what, um, models and movie stars and whoever else out there is doing and what they look like. Because I mean, and again, I want to make sure I'm very clear that I think they're all worthy. And I mean, no matter your body size, if you're super skinny, if you are super big, like you are worthy of love, like 1,020%. But it is hard because a lot of times we get this message that we have to look cer a certain way or we have to be a certain way. Um, I hate sometimes watching television shows where like, you know, like you'll see like uh, a 30 year old who has like this really fancy penthouse like in New York City. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Good for them. But also like that's not reality. Like anybody who is a millennial knows how hard the financial world has been for us. Like, I mean, we've experienced so many different unprecedented events and like economic recessions that, um, especially in America that, you know, we know that that's not always the case. Um, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite things is like, 
you know, seeing a movie and being like, wow, just how unrealistic is it? Oh, 13 going on 30. I was, I was on Instagram and I saw this um, post about 13 going on 30 and it's like, wow, the most unrealistic part of this movie is that this 30 year old is like a successful editor at a magazine, which I mean, yeah, there's plenty of them out there that exist and kudos for them, but that's not always the case. Um, and just, you know, getting that kind of messaging and that kind of representation, it really takes a toll on you, right? So it's hard to feel like you're worth something when you get this message that you need to be super rich or super successful or super skinny or, you know, like it's just, it's all bullshit. So at the end of the day, no matter where you are with your finances, no matter what you look like, no matter what your size is, no matter what your health status is, you are worthy. And I want to make sure that everybody who listens to this podcast today takes that home with them because we don't need to feel like we're not good enough in this world. I mean, there's already enough that is just terrible about today's world. And that's not something we need to have folded into our brains as well. Um, and I recognize that again, it's a journey. It's, it's a process to unlearn all of that because I'm still on that myself. Um, I'm a recovering people pleaser as you all know, and it's hard. So, um, today as we get ready to close out, I just wanted to share a couple of journal prompts with you. Um, again, I'm not that great about journaling, but hopefully this will help somebody out there. You don't actually have to write this down. Bonus points if you do, but um, either, you know, think through this, um, meditate on these questions, or if you feel compelled to share them um, with me in the comments or on my Instagram, unapologetic space. Um, my Instagram handle is at unapologetic.space. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and have a conversation about this. So a couple of the questions I have for you to think about, what have you historically considered as a fundamental part of your worth? So has there been anything that's really resonated with you and, or like not resonated, but that's really impacted you over the years that you feel like that is tied to your worth? Has it been your career? Has it been your weight? Has it been your, um, I don't know, your home or your family situation, has there been something in particular that you've considered as a fundamental part of your worth? What in your life led you to believe this? So is it pressure from television or your family or your friends? What in your life has led you to believe that this is a fundamental part of your worth? And the last question I have is how are you learning to untether this from what you're actually worth? So that is a big one to think about. And I know these are all very loaded questions and everybody's going to have their own personal answer to this. But as you're thinking through what your worth actually looks like, it's helpful to analyze and really dive into what is actually impacting your sense of self-worth and what it, looks like when you disconnect that from your version of being worthy and feeling worthy. So I'm going to share some sources on my Instagram. Um, again, that's at unapologetic.space. 
on how you can learn to untether your worth from external validation. Um, I'm going to drop a couple of links into my description as well. So the one about the very well-mined um, article, as well as the KPMG study that talks about imposter syndrome. Um, but I would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on, you know, what they're thinking in terms of self-worth, if they have any questions about it, um, how they've accomplished it or overcome it. Um, but yeah, I mean, DM me on Instagram what you learn and any revelations that you may have come up, um, that may have come up during this episode or just in your own, um, your own journey. And thank you so much again for uh, listening to me today. This is always really helpful for me to talk this stuff out too. It's kind of like my own form of therapy, but also I want to help other people who might be in a similar situation. So thank you so much. Thank you again for our wonderful chat this week, lovelies. Don't forget to rate us five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I can't wait to talk to you again soon and see you next Sunday. Bye.